want to show with this guy, man. Look at him, man. Shaggy the airhead. On the beat. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? Look at him, man. I mean, when people rap, they sound different. They When they sing, it sounds different, too. When people, like, I, I remember I found this out when I was a kid. British people will sing, and then they lose their accent when they're singing. They don't lose it when they're rapping, though. Maybe it's because I'm a Londoner. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, good evening and good day, whichever it is for you. Welcome to the Carnival Grounds, where it is both evening and day at all times. It's kind of like Alaska, which maybe that was one of the 30 Days of Night vampires that he was just doing, but that is a good movie. I love that one bit where she's like crying, like she's about to die, and she's like, oh God, and then the one main dude walks up to her, just looks up in the sky, then he looks down and he goes, no God. Dude, fucking Alaska, Antarctica, all the tundra shit, like that's scary place. terrifying. You want to know what dude. the best part about that is? Uh, one of the only serial killers to ever operate in that terrain was... Andre Chikatilo? No, Andre Chikatilo was in Russia. Isn't that kind um, of tundra-y? Yeah, not where he not was. Not that bad, was it? Not where not. he was. He was in more, my imagination, it's so More near the woods. Like... No, I, that's fair. It's like an episode of Cowboy Bebop. It's just a fucking <laughs> barren wasteland with a couple of fucking buildings. Exactly. But, no, um, Israel Keys. Who I found this out. When they found all his shit, they, he had all kinds of juggalo shit. Like, not just like a little bit here and there, but like, no, bro was down, down. And I yeah. what his favorite album was. Uh, my guess would hit. be, eh, I don't think it was out by then. I feel well, like yeah. what he was doing, I, or you know what, maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember exactly what years it was. So maybe it was Hell's Pit, because as we all know, if Hell's Pit is your favorite album, I hope you get the help you need. <laughs> hey, TJ nailed that motherfucker on the head, like straight up. If Hell's Pit is your favorite Joker's card to listen to, I sincerely hope that you get the love that you desperately need. Yeah. And if you if this is the wake up call, this is the wake up call. That, that you know, it's supposed to be cathartic to a, a sense, not like. Oh Speaking yeah. Of what, hey, you want to know what? Speaking of cathartic, because. I feel like this album is a really good example of catharsis in that time period. How is this album a good... How is... Let's talk about what album we're talking about. We didn't say yeah, that Yeah, that's right. Fuck the fuck off. And I was getting there because listening to this, I don't know what the chronology was specifically. Oh, the Shaggy getting sober? This is kind of what I'm... This is what I'm saying. First of all, if he got sober when he made this album, I believe it a thousand percent because it comes through in how good the album is. Yes. This album is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Easily one of the best albums Psychopathic ever put out. Shaggy's best, in my opinion. Fuck the fuck off, motherfucker, was good. Quest for the Infinite Groove was good. But no, this, is this album fucking, is a fucking verified juggalo classic. Yeah. Like, in every way. So many bangers on this. First, oh, and by the way, it also... I, th I realized this when I listened to it today. Because I always listened to the intro. Because it was a good one. But it just shows that he was on his scratching shit back then. 
Yeah, man. Because that when they opened the album like that, and it was good, man. I wish he did that shit on the road. He's more. been scratching since they started making. I know, records. I know he yeah. has. He never does it on the road. That's what I was saying. Right. I wish that he would I've do only more seen of it that him, I've only seen it at the gathering, right, thankfully. Right. No, we have. We know. have talked about that. But yo, but no, uh, what that a, what an album. Uh, this, you know and what? The beats were great. Everything great about beats. it's the most cohesive album of uh, this most post, cohesive solo. I think of this. Well, uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, of this era yes. post. Post family, uh, pre bang pow boom. This like what they'll call the Tempest era. This separated itself from like kind of I all th- mediocre releases. This album feels in a lot of ways. It's just because it's shaggy heavy. Maybe you don't look at it that way, but it feels better than the Tempest. Like, and, no, it, gonna, and it was of a similar length. I was gonna say that. A lot of songs on this. I album. think what the big fundamental difference is that. They weren't trying to force a theme that didn't make any sense, that they didn't even know what they wanted. Shaggy was just making a really the, good no, album. He, just, he had always Every, said, you know, from I remember hearing about it, like with the Shaggy show and different things like that, he talked about doing Fuck the Fuck Off after doing Fuck Off. It was kind of anticipated. Oh, like, yeah, and there was people even wanted things, to see it. It was, it was even talked about in booklets and shit. Now, and, and so this is my point. The reason why I said, and maybe catharsis is the wrong word. I might be using it incorrectly. No, yeah, I think you're it right. Feels, with with it, songs it, it like, like Karma and definitely certain tracks, I would was say. Was questions on this one, too? Mm, I got so many questions. questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's full, on this one, right? Full half full. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That, which, again, amazing song. I, um, you know what my speculation is? Because what? I drank with Shaggy. I've probably said the story multiple times on the uh, at the 2007 gathering, right? So he talks about drinking a lot, but what he talks about kicking is he's talking about getting off of drugs in the album. Right, right. So I think what he did, I'd be willing to believe that he was down on fucking everything. I think what he did was, or I it think, wouldn't shock me to find out. I think this was the album that was like Shaggy getting clean from because. They've only alluded to it, and when they even talked about this, the I subject... I assume it was either coke or pills. It's pills, what I'm trying to say. Because, I, you know, around 2009, there was a Howard Stern episode that um, they did where Howard asked Jay candidly about getting molested as a child and what kind of uh, drugs that Shaggy was on. You know what I mean? Which is that? What the fuck are you doing, dude? I was trying to take a fucking. <laughs> you are such a dickhead, like removing the veil of mystery. I was gonna post that, and that now I'm not doing it. Now it's just for now it's just for me. I wanted to do something cool. I saw the smoke going. Fuck you. Anyway, no, listen. I lost all my train of thought because. Well, of good that. because I'll bring it somewhat back. The reason why I was saying that I felt like this album was a certain amount of catharsis. If not even just for Shaggy personally, but for Psychopathic, is the fact that this was an album that came out again right in that time period of came out post in- a post a post Hell's Pit post and because it's 2006, which means it was post Calm. Yeah, it was. And right so that's between, post Supergirls too, right? Yeah, it was right between the uh, Calm and the Tempest. This was an album where I genuinely believe. Because let me tell you something. I remember that this album came out. 
well received, and then they did a tour for it, which was also it was really an well received. awesome tour. I was this. How fucking great was this tour? Actually, I don't. I'm trying to remember if I got to one of those. Shows. Oh man, I have to imagine was, that oh, I did, but so I can't good. remember. It was so good, and there was like two giant inflatable middle fingers on either side of the stage. That and sounds had, kind of familiar. And they had uh, Shaggy's like tats on them and shit. You know what I'm saying? That sounds Yo, familiar. It was really good. And so, but no, this and is you could my tell point. he was he was sober. In, in hindsight, thinking about like, I mean, I only my first ICP show was in 2004. Right. Like, you know what I mean? But like, I I couldn't say Shaggy was all fucked up then. But like the first, we, when we were watching ICP when we were younger, it was so much more of a spectacle. Yeah, they they were jumping in the crowd. We were, well, but we know. were also put it to you like this: most of us that are still around now were kids then, and so when we were seeing these shows, the experience was so much more fucking magical that we weren't watching it with a critical eye like we do now. No, yeah. And so I whether or doing, not they were fucked up, you know when they I were start, also younger, so they were more resilient. I remember when I mean? started doing that specifically, and it was in two thousand eight. Was when because 2008 was the year that like I signed OLC and I started looking at music like way more objectively than right, right, just right. following like. I think you mean my, subjectively. Subjectively. No, uh, well, because you were looking at it much more specifically in the way of how to do it correctly as opposed to the overarching. This is just music. You know what I mean? So I thought I, objectively I, meant like. No, objectively means more open wide, whereas subjective is more. That's um, what I meant. Like looking at it from like a bigger angle rather than just being like locked in the moment. Like look at like. Is he oh, really? Oh, alright. No, then fair enough. I, the, I, you, I think you're right then. Fair yeah. Enough. Right. Like rather than being like. Because I feel like. I meant in the sense of I thought that you were kind of saying that you were looking at it maybe from a more professional point of view, which feels more subjective than objective. I th- see. I thought, and this is a good point. Thrilling for listeners, but like I think I thought that subjective meant less of a professional because you're the subject, you're having a subjective view, meaning that you're having biases and stuff like that. But when you look at things objectively, you're looking outside of your subjectivity, you know what I'm saying? So that's well, what, like, that's what I was trying to imply by no, saying and that, which like, is fair. My only point is that subjectivity is more acute, right. that was more the really my only point there because I do think but I feel that, like it's blinding though, too. Well, it can be. It depends on the way that you look at it. Yeah. But one way or another... Because I I was trying to separate, like, and look at, like, separate the drugs, the magic, and then, like, look at, like, the actual performances before me. And this goes back to the time, and this is that era, where people were, like, like, looking at, like, the technical skills and seeing that, like, Twisted was more... You know, they didn't need as much of a, a spectacle or whatever uh, to, you know, have, like, mic skills. Uh, and that's what was cool about Fuck the Fuck Off Tour, because it was stripped down just uh, shaggy. Clay might have been uh, on the on the Actually, table behind yeah, him. I can't remember, to be because I was, and, this well, when I was growing so mushrooms, so I was eating. So let me, and so just let me get to what I was saying about the catharsis of why I think that this album may have been cathartic for the for them for us for like because this i really feel like was the first album following hell's pit where everybody was like yeah no we're we're gonna be okay it's still we're still keeping it moving for real this shit is still real and we still got it going because excuse me let's really think about it the calm and supervillains 
And then the Tempest, which I think the Tempest came out after Fuck the Fuck Off. Right? It did. It did. This came out in the middle between. The I think and that Tempest. this album was a, the kind of thing that people were able to look to and say, ICP is still fucking. Because I know, and I know because I felt that way and I wasn't the only one, that when the Tempest came out, not a lot of people were that impressed by it. It took some time to grow on it. Right. This came out before then. So. No, f- yeah. fair enough. And this is my point that they were able to look back at it. And we, everybody was able to look back at it and say, this was, and even by the way, even if you remove the Tempest from it, because I'm only really bringing the Tempest into it because we did that and the, the, the calm together. But after the calm came out, and I think Supervillains right around that same time period, I definitely do think that this album coming out gave a lot of Juggalos a lot, uh, you know, a reinvigoration kind of, of like. Certainly. We, like, it's definitely still going down. That is absolutely correct, and I can tell you, I can give a specific example, because I was 18, and I just, fuck the fuck off, was the first show I went to with Boppo, because Boppo was obviously, he's been an OG for a long time, and he wouldn't even remember, like, me seeing him, but then we started working together at Papa Gino's, and I drove, and he didn't, so I was like, hey, I'll drive you to fuck the fuck up and like most juggalos he was kind of like you know because of the calm like not really into the stuff and then when fuck the fuck off came everybody was globbed onto it immediately because it was one of those things you know that had been you know promoted forever and it came out and then it was boppo not being jaded anymore he was only jaded for a little bit in like because he, he looked at me with a critical eye because I'm a few years younger than yeah, him, you know what I mean? Sure. And I don't wear merch at all, you know what I mean? So he thought I was just some whatever the fuck poser, right. I guess, uh, or whatever people think of me. But, like, uh, we he, the line that it, he, uh, he, he talked about, because I remember we're in Papa Gino's bumping the shit, right. and he's like, this is it right here. And it's on the first fucking track where it's like, um, this ain't for you rookie kids. This shit's for then. What is it? What was the line? This shit ain't for pussy heads. This shit ain't for rookie, rookie kids. kids. That was the line. He was like, "Yo, like that, like." And it's true because he says a lot oh, of fuck raw the fuck. shit. The, the like, actual track "Fuck the Fuck Off" is. This is my big thing, by the way, because I remember when Black Rain came out, and for different moments here and there throughout Shaggy's career, people have scrutinized his rapping ability. Right. Nobody is writing Shaggy Two Dope's lyrics, but Shaggy Two Dope, and "Fuck the Fuck Off" is literally so dope. Like, oh yeah, front they, to they back, they flexing all over that fucking album. Yeah, where whether it's flow, whether it's every aspect. One thing that I love here's a perfect example. It shows exactly the kind of like skilled rapper that Shaggy actually is. That uh, keep it scrubbing. His flow in that song is so like it's on beat, but it's not. Yeah. And it, he obviously did that it, on purpose. And it's because of that style of production. And how cool is it that that is that such... That beat is fucking nasty, bro. All of that. And, like, the, the entourage of producers was the best of the time. Fritz fucking... Well, that's true, uh, but he Mike shouts Clark. out Mike Clark in there, so don't you think that... Especially as good as the album was, don't you figure that he probably did produce most of it? He did, and then also Polar Bear and Fritz the Cat and Violent J and this is, Oh, and by the way, that is actually an interesting thought because I'm looking right here. I remember this track real well 
was uh, why they always fucking with us. Don't fuck with us. We'll fuck you up. I had Twisted on it. And so the idea that Twisted would be on a Shaggy solo where when you look back at it and the way that Shaggy like was psychopathic soldier and shit, he makes it look like he didn't fucking like them ever. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that that was, because I remember that song, I just, in my head, I didn't conflate it with this album. But, and that's just also further proof of how good every song on this album Yo, that's, is basically a classic. There's a line I remember and I live by it so much where he's like, we elusive, that's the only way we do shit. One minute we hit, next minute we gone, then we own some new shit. I love that song. That's, like, that's how I try to do it too. Like, I'm here, fucking gone, and I'm back, and I'm out. You know what no, I, I mean? Feel, no, like, I feel fucking, you. No, it is. That is how they do it. This how they used to do it. Now they kind of. Well, it's you want to know what, man. But you know, you gotta. gotta, It's it's a it's a race for relevance always, and you know that like you know everything can be said that they do it on their own terms and shit like that. No, absolutely, and I don't disagree with that. It's not. They they couldn't have run it by the nature of entertainment, the internet, everything, the way that it was for so long. No, absolutely not. That well, the reason they were able to do it for so long is because they were legit music industry like rock stars for yeah. a long time yeah so, so they could afford the yeah exactly fucking, they uh, had the backing of a major label they now they did the, it they could afford the anonymity I guess anonymity in any case I listen bro I gotta tell you it's it is a weird thing to me where you were saying that uh, I can't remember it was either a book or something uh, discussing how Every idea, every society, every group, every subculture, it reaches this apex, and then from that point, it just, it just, there will always be changes to it, and it will have some of the original form, but it'll never go back to the way that it was when it started. Yeah, which is a and great lesson in life. In no, oh, no, absolutely. And I think that's why society does that, because that's what a human life does. Well, I think know. that... I think it has more to do with the fact of that when things grow to... Because it can be argued that certain very, very, very small subcultures, a lot of those, and you could even say like uncontacted tribes and shit, people can keep it on their own shit for as long as they want. The whole idea is that once you... Anytime you introduce the full outside world to any community, it will undergo that same thing. And, And what I'm saying is that in the Juggalo world, I think it's funny just because Juggalo shit now exists in this way where it can be just referenced offhandedly. That really was never the case. It was never really part of pop culture in that way. Now you can just make it an offhanded I see reference. I he was. To it. Now Juggalo is. You know? Well, no, I, no, true indeed. Which, by the way, that is not only a natural progression, but an evolution even. Because it went from the band was the pariah, or not even just the pariah, but the, the subject of interest, to now the fan base is the subject of interest. Yeah. ICP is still very interesting, but let's be honest here, ICP is mostly interesting to Juggalos. Right. And there's more of them out there, or at least people that have Juggalo sensibilities, or that think Juggalo shit is entertaining. That, there are more people I mean, there out there. There's something to be said, though, about, like, you know, the whole 50th anniversary of hip-hop and Jay getting his accolades uh. from multiple, you know. 
know. Oh no, I, dude, I don't disagree at all. And, and it's I gotta interesting tell you. that they pointed directly to Violent J, and that makes sense because he traditionally has been the one. Well, like, no, because you know, he was the one that was greasing the palms exactly, and walking the yard. Shaggy yeah, was kind of. He always made it very clear. Shaggy was just. This is why we're all shocked that Shaggy is the normal one now, because Shaggy was literally like, "I'm off doing crazy shit. Don't fucking bother." Me. Yeah, exactly. Pretty and much. Jay was like, "All right, bro, I'll fucking, I'll get it figured out." And not for nothing. How's this? Maybe that's why in today, in in the now, because I have to wonder. At the very least, I wonder if their friendship is as solid as it was before. I, they, I, we talked about this before. I don't think they dislike each other. I think that they're still down to fuck with each other. But I wonder I if really, they're still at that same level I because wish, I hope one day you just take the time to watch all of the ill pandemic streams they did because you can the mystery can be resolved. You know, just watch them unflinching interacting with each other for four to five hours at a clip. You can see the spots where there's wear and tear. And it's Jay being repetitive and shit, and then getting cool shit. I'll give you a perfect example. There was, I forget which, I think it was they were reviewing, because they went over their albums one by one at one point, like the way that oh, they're doing now. It was cool. awesome, dude. And they, I think it was Riddlebox, it like, because that was when he was, they were getting real music industry props, the Jive deal, etc. And Jay kept pulling out shit, like, oh, I got this, I got that. And then Shaggy eventually interrupted, like, oh, that's cool, you got all that. For, you know what I mean? Like, basically, like, we're an ICP, motherfucker, like, but you get all the cool shit, you know? But, like, it, it was him, he's not, obviously, Shaggy's a full-grown man, and, like, a real, one of the, like, you know, one of the realest, if you get to hang out with him, probably the most genuine oh, yeah. out of all these motherfuckers. Oh, I that for a um, so... That was him just keeping it real. Like, he's no, basically of like, he, hey, and listen, he, said, no. he said in so many words, he was like, You always get that shit. Like, I don't get no fucking cool shit like that. Like, and well, he's just, but I you don't know, know what? I remember when it was in uh, in uh, Behind the Paint, he talks about having the Billboard Diamond Pinky Ring. Right. For, but that, that's pretty cool. And I think that's Shaggy being, you know, just no, like, of course it is. He's, he's also just being entertaining. Listen, bro, podcast, let me tell you something. You know, but. Shaggy deserves I said this before Shaggy was one of the first podcasters he was one of the first content creators they've been doing the Shaggy show since the 90s and as far as I'm concerned if it's the same fucking Shaggy it's the same Shaggy show there's no difference right so the fact that he's been doing this online shit he doesn't get credit as being one of the pioneers of that culture no. And this is a culture that people make hundreds of millions of dollars on a year now. Yeah. Content creation and podcasting. He's in it, and he makes some money doing it. And Do I, you know why? What's his name? Left? Keegan cool. or whatever? Was that his name? Okay, so I don't. What I will say is this. Because that show was pretty funny, dude. The Palcast I want to know what? Well, so here's the I thing. I watched it, and then it got old Juggalos, who I've listened to ICP with in the 90s, back yeah. into it. Because they were just like watching YouTube and then Shaggy's show ended up in their algorithm and then they like hit me up like yo are you watching this shit and then I watched a few of the episodes and it was really funny shit you know what I mean it's well like, so here's the interesting thing I cause I they, also want to go on record that Keegan I think is kind of a goon but he and everything that I've heard about him is that he's a decent guy and that I and so I have nothing bad to say about him I saw his set when he was doing try or doing stand up at the gathering and as a very discerning stand-up critic, I wasn't impressed. I didn't think it was funny. Yeah. But the fact that he was comedically inclined, I could believe that the show was good, because I will also say this. 
the episode of your mom's house that they went on, that they did was a good episode. I thought Keegan was funny. I thought that the Shaggy was like, like basically, people tried to say that Shaggy was fake because Tom Segura brought up a dude on the on the camera where it was a, a video Man, of a dude him. that got fucking ta- I, ICP's makeup, makeup tattooed yeah. in his face. And Shaggy was like, what's that guy going to do for a job other than a Violent J impersonator? Uh, and it's like, yeah, that's fucking, yeah, that was a stupid thing for that guy to do. Yes. And just because he's Shaggy Tudor doesn't mean that he shouldn't fucking tell him that was a bad idea. It wasn't a good idea for the dude to get fucking boondocks and shit tattooed to his face either. Somebody did that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And then it turned into this whole thing, and he had to get it removed, and... And then it's just, like, scars of boondocks. <laughs> Bro, I don't even know the... Sipping on down, sipping on down, tipping up another cup, sipping on down. Yeah, on my Which... face. <laughs> Which, not for nothing, I was just... Dude, I just watched Rustless the other night. Oh, and it is so I saw fucking that, funny. I saw that when we they pre- really need to figure out when we premiered we need that. To get the goddamn stream going. When we premiered when, uh, when we premiered that. <laughs> yeah, when we when we made Big Money Rustlers <laughs> yeah. and premiered it for the world. In 2010, I think it was at that gathering, they had a whole Rustlers gathering. I don't know if you were there that year. Bro, you want to talk and about they, a Rustlers? They gave no. you a star. Like they came out in full Russell's character gear, and they had the the charm that year was literally a star. I do vaguely recall and that. And I fucking was tripping balls watching that movie. I was on <laughs> so many drugs, like you know how when it, I think I was drinking too because I was tripping and falling asleep, which, <laughs> is, a, which is a crazy thing. Like, yeah. I've done a few times. Like you're like waking up. Peaking, and I oh, was like, Oh no, that would be some shit. You know, Go was, to sleep, wake up, and then it's like, Fuck, oh, <laughs> man. I was in the I garden. I never had that. I was, in the, I was blacking out and then waking up in the godhead, stuck in a hay bale oh, while boy. fucking. Uh, what's his name going? On the, the foot, bitch! bitch! Yo, that's the, that's the <laughs> precise scene that I was stuck in the hay bale, like, whoa. Oh my God. That sounds yeah. like the foot is undefeated. I had to watch that movie like five times before I finally caught that joke. <laughs> Yo, that movie's so silly, Bro, dude. oh no, I love when the fucking... What's her name? Bridget brings that whatever the girl's actual name is. The it, when she walks up and brings the pie, and they're going back and forth, and then they pull out. And he's just stroking his dick, bro. It's like the way that they. Shaggy is such a good actor. Yeah, like, he really is. Dude. I will, and I'll also say this. I wonder who the fuck was the action director of that movie? Because why the fuck was what's the with J Muse and? The fucking uh, the the guy that went and got the chili. Why were their performances so unnecessarily over the top? I didn't think it made the shit better. Personally. Right. I really don't. I have to rewatch the movie. I haven't seen it since no, like I the bought guy, it on DVD. Whenever that the was. The guy, the the, the 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 sheriff, he talks like this, and he's, he's all over accentuating everything he says. <laughs> like. It just and Jay Muse oh crap. Oh like, crap. But then doesn't have a fucking accent the rest of the time he talks. So why is he saying it like that? If I don't know. And again, that's kind of the point though, is that here's a perfect example. Like when he finds out that the chick is a dude and then he's beating it he like 
it, it's obviously a puppet. And then he's grabbing it and smashing it and throwing it again and then throws it on the ground and then it's a dude again. That's some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's like, and the, the whole I love reason the, I is love because the, the it's... the wardrobe in that is insane. They dude. just do it in some stupid way. Where, like, I, no, I don't disagree. You want to know who was a really weird addition to that movie? Was... Tom Sizemore? Well, yes, I was getting to that. <laughs> but this one, it almost like... Ah, fuck you. Cat stepping on my head. Um, no, the Jimmy Hart, is that his name? Oh, the mouth of the south. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. They fucking. I feel like they were like obligatory. Uh, I didn't. I mean, that was the other thing. I didn't reference. really love the. Oh no, listen. But you they already know, did that with Scott Hall, right? No, but that bro, I was about to say. Is he dead? Scott yes. Hall? Rest Damn. in peace, oh, yeah, Razor Ramon. Yeah. Bro, he made the, he made so many moments in that movie too. Yeah. Where just because he was healthy then, and his bro, his delivery is fucking. Yeah. Like, he really did in so many ways. There was no better, like... It's a funny thing, because it was so parody-based. But in a lot of ways, they did the, the classic fucking uh, Western shit. Yeah. It was shit. God damn it. Classic Western is what I was trying to say before it uh. cut me off, because I forgot to fucking uh, make sure that it did not go to screensaver. But, no, it was like, it hit all the same beats of a... Oh, so let me ask you this. The horse's dick was not digitally added. Do you think that the P was? I don't remember. I would At say At the very, very not. beginning, I feel like it, like, I... Because I know that I remember watching it with the commentary, and they very, very specifically point out the horse's enormous dick uh. in the middle of taking a piss. But... Which to me, it's one of those things where it's just like, I think in the industry they call that production value. Ah. You can't fucking, it just happens sometimes. Uh. And fucking, it was just, everything about that movie is so ridiculously absurd. And it's, it, it's fun. And that also, how many years after, because since we're talking about Fuck the Fuck Off anyway, how many years after Fuck the Fuck Off, like, when, so 2010 is when, is when Rustless came out, you're saying? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Well, so that's... I believe, so, it might have even been 2011. Fair enough. So that's at least four years in between, which I'm trying to think so. Oh, wait, no, that's right. Had they already done Bang Pow Boom by the time they did Rustless? I believe so, yeah. Wait, I could have swore that Bang Pow Boom came first. Interesting. Which Bang Pow Boom was 2009. That was definitely 2009. I, oh, by the way, let me ask you this also. Do you think that uh, Ron Jeremy, uh, his cameo has aged well? <laughs> no. Yeah. It is 2010. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Wow, so that means this movie is 14 years old now. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. Especially considering how many years old that, Ru that Hustlers is. And we all were like, bro, because I was going to so say, fuck the fuck bro, off you want to talk about the fucking Hustlers gathering, think about this. I remember it was either 2003 or 2004, and shout out to the homie Mike Jekyll, uh, Mike Minervini, who lives out in uh, Oregon, because he did this, and this is the reason why I remember it. 2003 or 2004, they legit at the seminar tent 
had a rustler's audition where if you were picked, that you were going to get to be in the movie. And I don't think that anybody that won actually got to be, got in, the to be in the movie. Because, well, because so many years passed. Bro. Right, yeah. But I just, that was how long they were talking about getting rough. Like, as soon as Hustlers came out and it did well, and Juggalos loved uh, it, they, immediately they were immediately were talking, talking about, about they wanted to do Rustlers. And it's a funny thing, because I, I have that to wonder. going to be a, what they Big say? Money Thrusters? Yeah. Uh, bro, if they can do it. See, here's the problem. Because, and I, listen, fucking hate me for this. I don't give a fuck. I genuinely believe Hustlers and Rustlers would not have been as good as they were without Twisted. No, Period. not at all. And we've, Period. We've said it so many times. Well, we've said this about different things, certainly well, about, about Lotus could, and Riders well, or whatever. Well, no, but, no. I mean specifically about, like, their comedic value. Well, oh, no, okay. We have definitely you know, discussed like, that. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, so there is no big money anything without Twisted. No, and so that's what I'm saying, because I just... They'll never do that. There's no I did read something so just the other day that apparently Monoxide, while he's been doing press for this new album, New God Chainsmoker, that I think it was in Australia or something, that he did some kind of ad, he did some interview, and they were talking about they're working on some kind of movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know. fucking awesome. Yeah, no, I'm really curious to see if anything. Because you know how these things are. Sometimes somebody will just say some shit off-handedly, and then it doesn't turn into anything. I think you were speculative about, and it was very correct, like, about how they've amassed, like, they put their tendrils into the movie world Oh, no, so th- I, that to me over, seems like, like their end game, yeah. a thousand percent. Yeah, and that's excellent. I love that. Like, that's, that's... I'd, I'd be very curious to see what they made. And I hope they don't also... just, I hope they don't just go for a fucking, just like a corny horror. Yeah, dude. Like, please don't. I would really hope, no. here's the thing. They've always kind of maintained I think that they comedic. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, they, they, in all of their projects, there's always been at least a little comic relief. I think it speaks to. Here's a perfect example. I think that the best people of any genre of any whatever. Most, I mean, if we're talking about like movies, TV, acting, whatever. The best actors, best writers, best editors, whatever can do comedy. Yeah. Even if you're not, and here's a perfect example, Keen Peele. Jordan Peele, the fact that his movies are as amazing as they are, and people are looking at them like, holy shit, this is incredible. I really think it comes down to the fact that he's just so good that they started off doing comedy because that was what they wanted to do. But Jordan Peele, you know, as a young black writer trying to pitch fucking us back then, no way that gets made. But once they make it, and then it's like, holy shit, this is an amazing fucking concept. And the same thing with, um, Nope. Oh, uh, Nope is so good, Nope dude. is amazing, if only for the fact of, I love that he just took that and said, that's an animal up there. Like, I and what they did at the very end with it, it opens up. Oh, oh dude, my. I was tripping in the theaters. Oh, that. fuck off, that yeah, must have been good. It was fucking awesome, dude. No, I was ducking. I, no, I, no, listen, bro. I, my thing, too, is And that, that iconic scene with the blood just fucking pouring over the house, dude. Like... Oh, yeah. So, like, he, he's so good, man. He's oh, no. my favorite. Jordan Peele... And, but this is my point. Is that Jordan Peele also, if you watch Key and Peele, is really funny. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so, to that end, 
I genuinely Horror believe that comedy the, is so linked, dude. Like, yeah, because so it's a, yeah, you want because it's a visceral response. You need to know to do it effectively. Both uh, genres, you need to know the human psyche. Yes, you really do. You I know, agree. and then one you one person always ends up bleeding into the other field, inevitably, almost like constantly. Speaking of a know? person bleeding into the other field, like being a white person and then bleeding into black culture, um, I seen a video of a twisted seminar. From it has to have been Garrettsville, uh, mm-hmm. Nelson's Ledges, and Jamie Madrox at the N word. <sighs> Somebody, are you gonna leave psychopathic? No, N word, like fuck, just right out there with it. And it's here's the problem. I was just saying it jokingly, but he really said it. Oh That's no, like funny. bro, it's one of those where it's just like. Dog, you're just, you're just, you're just, you really are banking on, you, you really are coasting on the fact that there's no brothers in here, like, because at that point, there was way less. Way no fewer. shit, that's him saying it to a tent full of, of white, white kids. Kid, white children. <laughs> white children at that. So, and white children. But here's the thing, I heard. Yeah, ninjas. I think I heard something recently that he's apparently still saying it. You know what he really wanted to say? Magic. <laughs> <laughs> magic, magic, no, no. That's bad. <laughs> well, guys, we've had fun here at the Carnival Grounds, but it was nice I think uh, I think we're probably gonna end up. Nobody's really listening anyway, but we're still gonna end up getting canceled for that. Um, no, but oh I, Christ! Oh, this should be interesting. Getting a message from somebody who I never fucking talked to. Oh, uh, oh, fuck. Fair enough. Uh, it was Final Fantasy VII figurines. That was actually, I, I'm glad that it was not, uh, something bad. Because you never know with some of these fucking people, man. I get weird messages from people. I get, Tell me did about you it. see how the artificial intelligence juggalo is fucking. Is following me? Yeah, what's up with that? Dude, good fucking question. So I get a friend request from a fucking account that says Clownsley Hatchet Jekyll. And you look at the picture, and it is clearly AI. Somebody saying, show me a Juggalo chick. And that's what they got. And it looks like the fucking... It looks like the fucking... uh, the, The... The... Statuses are being written by AI. It looks like fucking all of it. I see like, a picture of clearly an AI dog. Oh, yeah, no, listen. That's Ralph, and th- th- I'm going to see this motherfucker in my nightmares. You know what I think? I actually, like, I literally, this face is fucking me up so much that I want to, like, get it tattooed to me somewhere. I think it's just the like, group of trolls trolling you, man. Well, no. Not just you, but, like, everybody. Oh, no, by the dolos. way. Well, no, but so... They were trolling me because there was another fucking post that it was. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Where, yeah, oh no, Clownsley Hatchet Jekyll called me out by name and is loving it. Mad Max on repeat. Oh yeah, and Ralph is wagging his tail. Ralph, you know, hold on, I just should. Yeah, that's fucking Ralph. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, this is clearly. This is one thing I can't appreciate about like. I, I, first of all, I love like it. AI, because that's pretty funny. Because if that is, a, here's the problem. To me, 
this is what's fucking me up and this is why I genuinely believe that if we're not already in a simulation that's where humanity is headed because I genuinely don't know if all of that is just computer generated I think it's clearly computer generated well yeah but the fact that that to me like how what was the prompt like what did they tell AI make a make a make a juggalo make a juggalo character and then create posts based on the people that are sharing it or looking at it or what I don't know I would or, say definitely because there's so many girls and like not just girls but there's so many jackals in the no you know, but it's like, not one of those I don't think no 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 which but, but you know what I mean no, like so if you were feeding an AI like make a juggalo social media thing no that is juggalo true that is because that is will be in the name that is starting you know? to become more of a thing yeah but no it has this been is, for a long which, time which by the way to me it reminds me of when this older juggalo was clowning me at my first gathering where he's like yeah the great Malenko is my uncle <laughs> and then I remember I was on acid and I was like, oh man, he's fucking with me. <laughs> no, but you want to know what, man? I think it's great because it's, first of all, it's crazy, it's hilarious, and everybody is looking at it like, what the fuck? Right. But it is also just this, like, really think about this. I have tried to put my name into different AIs and say, tell me about Mad Max. They can't tell me nothing. Not enough of me out there, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. I'm not upset about it. I'm super underground. Something that I've come, to, I've come to terms with. If I have, am ever able to make anything that is more above ground, that'll be great. But everything I have done thus far is entirely underground. And to that end, you, there's not enough of me out there. But there is enough ICP juggalos gatherings, enough shit on the internet that I have seen so many different things come up for gatherings, for juggalos at a thing, juggalos at a this. Hank Hill at the gathering. I saw AI make that and it was fucking dope. Yeah, I've seen a lot of juggalo uh, AI prompts too. Yeah, but think about that. That is kind of remarkable. The juggalos were the, we weren't, nobody would have thought that we would have that prominence of a presence 20 years later. I mean, I kind of see it because we've seeded the internet from an early age. It's well, one that's of the first, why, one that's of the earliest things that you like probably search. That's why it's true. ICP. That's why it is that way. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I don't think anybody would have seen that being part of the culture's longevity. Right. Yeah. I don't think anybody would have assumed that we would be so compelled to just because that's what it always is. The amount of juggalos that have uploaded fucking dead body man onto their YouTube just because <coughs> I want people to know that this is a song that I love. That's how some of the songs that I did in the early days got some of their like fuck life got five hundred thousand views because somebody did that. So and this was back in the day when five hundred thousand views was you know that still means a lot. Uh, it can. That's yeah. True. But so case in point. You can't be an underground artist and be like, I've come to accept it, and then like, well, yeah, my biggest fucking song is 500,000 views, but it's nothing. Never mind, brush it over. First of all, it was, I wasn't tagged in it, it just had my song in it. Right. And I didn't get any credit for it, and to that end, the video's also gone. Right. 
I don't. I, no, I know what you mean. It's because you're not trying to say that like you achieved that through an effort. It's the music resonated with 500,000 people. Well, I still maintain that, and because to this day, it actually it has. I don't know how many years ago I put it up, but Fuck Life has 150,000 plus views now. Oh, that's awesome. And it has considerably more than any other song in my catalog. And the, the other songs that have the most are Where the Wild Things Are, for sure. But, at the same time, that song, I genuinely believe the reason why it gets the, it, it is the way that it is, is because people type fuck life into Google because they're sad. Or they type fuck life into Spotify or iTunes because they're sad. And then that's too, I'm, I guarantee I'm not the only one, but I am up there. So... I know that that's part of the reason why the the song has the numbers that it does. But it also, unfortunately, excuse me, I know that it is a song that has resonated with a lot of people. Fucking twice. I was, anyway, I was just talking about how Fuck Life is a song that I've come to find resonates with a good amount of my fans just because, I mean, there is something to be said about just feeling hopeless and suicidal. But I also, it's funny because that album and all those songs came out right around the same time as this. And it's funny in listening to, like, if you were to listen to In the Absence of Sanity or you were to listen to uh, Fuck the Fuck Up, the, it really does speak to the difference between having low production value and having high production value because my shit was done very very bare bones it sounds okay songs were done in a studio but it really wasn't anything special right it was, i mean it was but it was special for different reasons whereas fuck the fuck off again in listening to it it still sounds fucking crispy yeah to this day and the beats still uh, still hit they're not like oh those beats were good back then those beats are dope all the way through the entire album is so well produced and fucking, I really do think that it was this moment at the time of Juggalos being able to be like, all right, no, it's, we're still here. We're still getting there. We're making it happen. And then the Tempest came out and it was like, uh, okay, fucking, let's keep going. That's good. But, you know, let's, uh, let's see what else we got. Which, because again, I just, Tempest has great songs, but it just does not feel like that same kind of cohesive. Which is funny, because Fuck the Fuck Off did, but Fuck the Fuck Off was not really a... It's not a concept album. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Album. Like, it is very much a, like, um... I don't know, because yeah, it's a concept album, but it's a concept no, it's album. No, it's, it's not a concept album. Oh, I was going to say, I, was... I said it's not a concept oh, right. album. But it is way more cohesive than what was supposed to be a concept album that turned into just like a loose collection of uh, tracks. We're talking about the Tempest, right? No, of course. Um, well, but that's kind of what I mean because this still concept, was in a lot of ways a loose that, compilation. Of I think tracks. the Tempest is good for what it was uh, because if 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 it, if they if they never talked about it being a concept album, then it probably wouldn't have been such a deflating delivery. You know what I mean? If it was just like a, an ambiguous Tempest, right. that's it, you know? But they just didn't, they clearly didn't know what they were doing. And this album, Shaggy clearly did know what he was doing, and he probably had these concepts and stuff for a long time, because like, some of them are fucking, they're so good, like, uh, 
the 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 memory song. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Oh, we're so terrible. The uh the song where he's talking about every thought I thought was all mine. Cleaned out my rack. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Was that uh about time? It's about time? Nope. That is not it. No, but you wanna know what? Alface Ho had ABK on it, didn't it? Alface Ho is okay, but like uh, I'm talking who, about who, who my baby dad? Talking about memories is the name of the song. Okay. You you don't remember that song? I no, I do remember it. I just it wasn't one of my favorites on the album. Right. Necessarily. That shit's horrifying. You know, fucking. Have you ever had amnesia at all? Uh, I can't say I have. I've tripped really hard a few times where I've literally, like, not known who the fuck I am, and it's horrifying. Oh, I believe that. Like, so, that's when you're wiped slowly clean. <laughs> that, that's taking the drive and going, whew, fucking through that shit with the alcohol Q-tip and all that. And then you have to reassemble your fucking brain and how to walk, you know, like... Yeah. And like that, that, uh, that level, that's why that song scared the fuck out of me. Like that, like that's, that's my biggest fear is, uh, losing complete control, losing my memory. You know, that's true horror right there. No, you know? I can dig that. Um, and it's in such a benign way. That's why I like it. And then they shooting. What a great concept. Oh no, dude. I know. Which that old ladies with guns. Shooting bullets in my fucking like, head. Yeah. Yeah. shooting bullets in my motherfucking head. Bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, that is definitely a uh, another one of these tracks that just and then also, you remember it. And also Meltdown. Meltdown's incredible. That's where he's talking about uh, like going down into a sore in Delray and then like there's people with fucking duck heads and shit oh like that. Oh my like, god. Everybody a, dies anyway, it, so why not? not? Anybody dies? Oh my. It's yeah. a wonderful place. Do it in Delray! Oh, yeah. That is easily one of, I think, he doesn't really do that one live, I wish he did. No, he does, it, you know, of that tour, I'm not saying it wouldn't even be easy to do live. It probably would be a tricky track to do on stage. Yeah, I, uh, I love seeing Shaggy solo performances. The last time I seen one was at the Wizard Gathering. I don't know oh, if you bro, got, did you see that? I don't, I don't think I saw it that one. It was at a one. tent. It was at this, I, like, I don't know what, like, how to describe where it was. Well, like, in Legend but, Valley, I mean. Legend Valley is the one where it's been recently yeah, for a while. Last, right? Yeah, the one we yeah, went to the last yeah. So that uh it was there near where like we were set up like it was back at the but like it was i don't who gives a fuck where it was in, in any case it was a little tent and fucking he had these bitches up on stage with him and he had this ill tuxedo like yo it was nasty and <laughs> it was right fire. after the main stage ended right. so you were just walking by and like if you weren't a sucker like all of a sudden you heard it and it was like holy shit shaggy's doing a motherfucking set right now, you know? Yeah, I've seen I, a few somehow, Shaggy sets like up, that. He does that at the gathering. Oh, for sure. He bro, I've told, the, bro, I've told like, the story about how at the 2008 gathering, I watched him do some backyard wrestling shit with some ninjas. He got punched in the chest so hard that if it was any other person, they would have fallen to the ground, wheezing, clutching their fucking torso. Uh, and this man took it like it didn't even fucking happen. Yeah, man. I ain't never seen no shit like that in my life. Yeah. And fucking 
it was one of the really cool things. And again, this just spoke to who Shaggy was. 2008 gathering at the at fucking Hog Rock, bro. If you were there for the parking lot party and you were there early enough, and you got to see the line of cars, just yeah. Oh, that that genuinely is one of those magical moments of just like watching, like literally, like the carnival is coming to town. But like, I remember in that. So it's the night before. The yes. doors, the, the the gates haven't opened. They ain't let nobody in yet. But Shaggy's just walking around. Yeah. No paint on. And this is in 2008, where it's like, yeah, the Hell's Pit already came out, but it's still kind of crazy to see Shaggy without his paint on. Yeah. It's still kind of crazy to see him like that when it happens. Excuse me. Although. Jay gets posted by his girlfriend pretty often, and so you get to see his mug all the time now. Right. But it's like... That's why it's different, you know? I, oh, I, no, I, dude, we're, come on. It's not so, even... Bro, there so was a time lucky. where when I saw their faces on the fucking... Because it was the newspaper clipping from the Waffle House shit with Psycho Realm and Misery, I felt like I had done something wrong. Uh, I felt like I had seen something I wasn't supposed uh, to see. And here's the other true. here's the other funny part about it, because we think about these guys the way that they are. Hey bro, can you imagine hanging out with Jay when he had fucking dreads with no paint on? <laughs> like <laughs> that just makes me think about if you met Violent Jay when he didn't have his fucking face paint on when he had dreadlocks, I literally struggled. I struggled to figure out. What would I have thought the... Are you an assassin for the mob? Like, what do you do? I just pitch a boil with dreadlocks. Literally! No, dude, literally, I fucking... Oh, and God bless. Knock on wood, Boyle should be coming home real soon. Oh, nice. No, I know. And I would talk to him. No, I... No, he's, he's doing pretty good, and here's the sad shit about it, which this is some real juggalo shit right here. He's pretty comfortable on the inside. Yeah. And so it, the whole problem is, is that I know that when he has certain situations, he defaults to fuck it. If I just got to go back, I'll go back. I can do that. That's easy. I'm all oh, That's such an off the air conversation. I'm glad that he's getting out soon. And anybody. Well, no, I, listen. I first of all, I'm not talking about anything. I think that he would feel um, uncomfortable with me. Right. Yeah. About. I would never. But what? But but no, because this is my whole point. Sean Boyle. He don't even rep like that no more. I don't think he knows the second deck. <clears throat> I don't think he knows the second deck really. But he is genuinely like one of the most down, real ass juggalos on the planet. And the man. He used to run Ask a Juggalo. Bro, he looks like Violent J looked when he was fucking 21 yeah. for his whole life. Yeah. He looks like Violent J at Violent J's peak yeah. for his entire life. And he just, and especially because he is one of the realest motherfuckers on the planet. Like, this is a dude who, for the moment, I, he's behaving. I know that he is behaving. But this is a guy who genuinely would go into jail and stalk pedophiles. You know what I'm saying? He openly, and he openly talks about that shit. So, like, again, that is some funny shit just with being very, very juggalo and doing wild shit. It's so funny to me that, I, and again, I said this at the beginning of the episode, we, I've said it many different times, it, it's so crazy that Shaggy is the, like, relaxed and more down to earth. Well, yeah, basically, the of the two at this point, like, 
find that to be very remarkable. But I do think this album was, again, for the time, it really was a moment where we were able to say, oh shit, they are still putting out some banging ass shit. Because even if The Calm was dope, it was only five songs. There wasn't a whole lot of sync teeth in it. Right. And then Supervillains was... A cocaine album. Exactly. It was, and again, cocaine is meant to be consumed all at once, as opposed to over time. Yeah. So, it was one of these things where it just, fuck the fuck off. It really, and especially, because again, this is why I erroneously kind of said it was a concept album, because when you think about it, going fuck the fuck off, uh, going fuck off, fuck the fuck off, and then fuck the fuck off, motherfucker. That's a trilogy right there. Right. So, granted, they don't all necessarily play into each other directly, but the idea of doing that, I th- that's another thing, where Shaggy don't get the fucking credit he deserves on, he really has worked very hard at always doing shit, and I know, again, I know that you've said this a little bit earlier, where I know you've always resonated with this, where he's always trying to do shit different. Oh, yeah. Like always trying to do it always completely has. different. Yeah. I think, and not for nothing, I think, and it's still going to take a while to get there, but I think Quest for the Ultimate Groove was a very good example of that because I'm not even going to explain it, but I'm just going to say, because this is accurate, the cover of the album is what the song is actually, is what the the, the, the song Shaggy, uh, Professor Fresh and the uh, Professor Shags and the Quest for the Ultimate Groove Fresh, that's funny. I know, I was just thinking um, that. Shout out to Professor Fresh, Lunatics. But yes, exactly. Um, but the cover is the is, is you seeing what the song explains. And it's like, that's, again, like T-Pain, don't you ever tell me that there is no originality in hip-hop anymore when Shaggy 2 Dope is doing Professor Shag... Or it, is it Professor Fresh in the Quest for the Ultimate Groove? Is it not Professor Shags? I thought it was Professor Shags. I thought that it was too, but now I'm doubting uh, myself. Professor Fresh is. I know Professor Fresh is lunatics. We obviously we established that, but if he was to do that as the album title, who's to say? I don't feel like looking it up right now. Yeah. But I'm just saying that it's such an abstract concept, and to have done something like that was so fucking. It really speaks to how creative these guys can actually be. But I will also say, just as long as we're talking about, as, as long as we're on the topic of Shaggy, um, the fucking, the first track on uh, Question of the Ultimate Groove was a Clown Boy, and that shit goes hard. Right. So, I really think that it is dope that Shaggy has, and Shaggy's flow was not as dope on the newest shit as it was on this. I genuinely believe, I will die on this hill, uh, Fuck the Fuck Off is Peak Shaggy. That is his best album, and Definitely I don't think it's even close. Certified. Absolute so, fact. at that point, I really, uh, I need to, this one needs to find its way back into my regular rotation. This is a, it's a good album. I already, like, I'm a big playlist guy. So many playlists dictate I've never my been life. good about that. I just I get albums them. and play the album. I love playlists. I like, I, I, is, when I got into Spotify a long time ago when it first launched, that's when I started making playlists. And this, uh, a couple You still got him at this point, then yeah, that's actually pretty dope. So, the, uh, it helps him with so many things, playlists. But, like, Cobwebs in my attic, I I listen to 
pretty regularly. Uh, Comma, I listen to pretty regularly. Half Full. Those songs are so good. Half Full is amazing. Yeah. yeah. One of the best. One of the best psychopathic songs. Per Comma though too. Comma is very important. I so I didn't get to that one while I was listening yeah. through it. What does that one sound like? Yo life, yo life, yo life. That's that's the chorus. But then he's like. Like uh, I'm, uh, the the breakdown at the end is like I'm all about comma. If I'm about something, ain't nobody placed on the third for nothing. Watch me get to a get on and get live. Well I'm still alive and I'm so alive. Nothing. He's dead behind the eyes. He doesn't even. He doesn't oh, even. Oh fuck you! You oh don't. My you, God. you don't remember that song? I, yes, I was getting there. But I usually did, you join in the song with me. Yeah, you I, left well, me again, hanging. This was an album, bro. I had just like the way that my memory works. I remember certain shit that I don't have any interest in listening to anymore, but stuff that I even think is really dope if I didn't listen to it a lot back at a certain time. I don't have most of this album committed to memory. Well, I have is, listened to it. This album is huge because this uh, this is when I was really first, I was two one year into rapping for real for real. Just linked up with Met Ninjas. USA was getting bigger. I was growing mushrooms and eating them. You know what Growing I mean? Mushrooms. Yeah, it was a pretty, <laughs> pretty significant period in my life. I was 18 years old and like fucking embracing it in every direction because these guys were telling me to, so I was and I did. And thank you, and thank you for listening, motherfuckers <coughs> out there. No, seriously, uh, I've been looking at the numbers and the fact that people have been even slowly but consistently listening and. Um, fucking downloading and checking the shit out over the course of, because I know that I took a long time, like all of January I basically didn't post anything, and then I posted the other two the other day, and then this one I'm going to make sure it gets out, excuse me, pretty much right away, but um, I for real do enjoy these so much, and it's funny that got people listening and paying attention like that is weird right like just talking about clown things I guess clown bro clowns have become this thing in in popular culture now where it can't even all be ascribed to juggalos like it's clowns in alternative culture have become this thing that have been co-opted where I think maybe because juggalos are as pervasive in the culture that it's given other people license to just be like oh we can just do clown shit it's just a thing now it doesn't it's not totally weird to make clowns part of your aesthetic because it's because it's gotten to a point where the amount of people that do it women are I promise you women are not dressing up like clowns on their OnlyFans because Juggalo's got money to spend on them. Some right. do, I'm sure. But... No, the- clowns have been a thing for a while. There's this social media character that my girlfriend loved for a while called Little Lunchbox. And she was... She's a fucking troll. But uh, she was... She would put a prefix of cluff on everything like lifestyle and a clown and... And then she, uh, and after years, she got that's like lifestyle. That's actually good. she like did that. this. She did this shit like being a clown, like just like just a black woman pretending that she's a clown. And it was it, it was pretty funny. Was about, it a sexy clown or a just straight up clown? Just a straight up clown. Oh, cool. And uh, and then her, 
so dumb. But like, eventually, inevitably, <laughs> got into ICP. And what I'm trying to say is that it is just clowns are a popular, popular aesthetic for hundreds and hundreds of years, man. They're always going to be. They're in the zeitgeist. They forever will be. You well, know? yeah, but I don't. I mean, I don't and know. I just why. don't remember seeing that much of it growing up, aside from being a juggalo. No, you know, I I've thought like... about it often a lot. That it, like, you know, Wicked Clowns from Outer Space came out in 1988. You know what I'm saying? You know killer that? Clowns from yeah, 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 killer clowns. I was about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> ICP wasn't torn in '88. <laughs> that reminds me of when I was tripping balls at the gathering, and Andrew WK was on stage, and he's like, "I met ICP in 1987, 87, 87." Like, yo, I don't think any of that was real, but like in my brain, I, I like turned to the person next to me, and I'm like, "I don't think ICP was together in 1987." And then they looked at me and they were like, Grizzly Adams did have a kid. <laughs> he said, Grizzly Adams did have a kid. Yo, I was gone five hits deep. People are shooting uh, oh, fireworks good. at Andrew WK. Uh, yeah, no, that oh, sounds man. about right. <laughs> I, no, but honestly, WK, no. I, I want to no, like to complete, to complete my point, he's an all right guy. But like, to complete, he's all right. To complete my point, uh, you know, clowns, you know, came back. Like, I think, because everybody, you know, points to Isham, obviously, you know, Homie the Clown. But I think he was taking the lead from horror movies, like, in, like, you know, 1990, It, you know what I mean? Like, It, the Clown, that that book came out in the early 80s. You know what I mean? Like, the concept of Kill a Clown, then Kill a Clown, some comfort I will, so listen. So I think I think it's 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 one of these psychological archetypes that will always re- have a research. You know, so you know, I don't disagree. And with it's, that. It's, it's, it's 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 all about who uses it in in what way. I mean, because you can even look back to uh, I can't remember when when did the uh, American Horror Show uh, Horror Story uh, Freak Show one come out? I don't remember exactly what year. It was in the 2000s. But that populated, you know, fucking that this. You know what I'm saying? There's always a space for it. Oh, like, well, no, that absolutely, was because clowns are a thing that just because they've existed for so long, there was a dude that was just saying this, technically speaking, the concept of a clown is as old as history itself. It's that's as old as civilization. It really is. So well, there's always going to be a guy that's like, <laughs> look at this stupid shit. There's always going to be that guy. But the difference is... If you have a good clown, you have a clown that looks at the world and they're like, this is pretty fucked up. So, hey, you actually have the power to kind of do something about this, right? All right, well, then how about you stop being fucking stupid and fucking do some shit? I like, you know what I like? Jester's to privilege, that's what they call it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do, the, yeah, you get you, to say stuff the, to the king that oh, other exactly. people can't. You know what a good clown does, or a good comedian, or even an effective artist, but particularly if you're trying to work in the space of humor and you want to do it good? What you want the end result to be like is like this. Like, you tell a joke to somebody, and then they start laughing, and then when they open their eyes up, you're holding a mirror up, and they're laughing at themselves. Right. You know what I mean? That's like the general goal, if it's good, you know? No, absolutely. Um, Which, and I mean, just to kind of throw a, tie a bow on it, I do think Fuck the Fuck Off was that. Like, it was successful. But... I also want to, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say this just a minute ago when you were saying, you want to know what an artist has to do 
Oh yeah. They always have to do. Yeah, it's so imperative. Is is they have to scoop the loop and fold that flop. That's exactly what they need to do. And you guys need to fucking uh, come back next time uh, so that we can keep doing this shit, uh, or so that you can keep enjoying this shit because we're gonna keep doing it. But uh, I love y'all as always. Uh, Terminal-Wellness.com. Continue to check out that shit. New listeners. Um, if you haven't given uh, the Reverend some money yet, uh, give him some money and uh, keep looking around for the uh, updates because we're doing more stuff that's going to be real cool with like animals and costumes and shit. That doesn't give away nothing. All I'm going to say is this. Thank you for everyone who has supported and you have not seen anything yet. And if you still haven't seen it, then you need to go to www.terminal-dash-dash-dash-dash-dash. Uh, no, I'm just gonna... <laughs> I was about to say, no, you can't do this to Juggalos no, no, because they will type all of those W's know, and dashes yeah. into the he fucking did. surf Some bar. guy is still pressing dash right now. It's... Terminal-wellness.com. Keep your eyes open for some new shit coming your way soon. And if you've liked what you've seen and you're not aware, we do have an Indiegogo. If you go to the website and you go to the mission uh, portion of the site, then you can click on the Indiegogo, get you some Uncle Ernie stickers. If you know the song, it's okay to pass away. If you donate $30, then you can get the exclusive pop punk remix of It's oh, Okay. Yes. To pass away and a couple stickers and stuff. There's a bunch of packages on there. Again, love you all. Thank you. And uh, terminal-wellness.com. No, oh, that was good. Last one was a minute-long intro. Now we got a minute-long outro. <laughs>